Welcome to Season 5, Episode 3 of the Family Travel Australia podcast. We are Paul, Katie and Jasper from the Feel Good family. Join us as we explore this great country, Australia, its people, places and cultures. Yes, welcome to the Family Travel Podcast, where we share the latest in RV, industry news, road trip, travel, caravan and camping, product reviews, where to go, what to do, and so much more. Thank you for joining us. Woohoo! And we've got something a little different for you this week. Oh yes, a special edition. All right, we are bringing you our dedicated answers to the questions that have come in from you, our audience. In fact, we put the call out there Mm -hmm. and we received over 200 questions. Yikes. Yes, that was through (laughs) not only YouTube, our social media channels, but also our website. Mm -hmm. And look, there were a lot of the same questions. I guess, you know, there's a lot of questions that were similar around themes or Mm -hmm. ideas. And so we've really tried to bring them all back together together. Today, we're going to share the top 10 or so answers to those questions. Mm -hmm. We did do a live stream around this, this last weekend, our very first on YouTube. Yes. It was a bit nerve-wracking, I have to say. We got through it, though. The wine helped. Yes. Yes, there's something very different between a live and being able to pre-record and edit your content. So true. Uh, We probably answered... 50, almost 50 questions. Yeah, it was amazing actually. And how awesome to see so many people. I think we had just over 500 people on live with us for the hour and a half and the questions were just flooding in thick and fast during the live stream as well. So lots to go back and reply to comments on. Oh my gosh. And in that first few days, you know, there's been seven or 8,000 views. So the, the questions have now kept coming in. So what we think we will do is dedicate ourselves to doing maybe one of those live Q&As every quarter, every few months. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so exciting, I think, that people out there do have so many questions because it shows you how many people are, you know, conjuring up their own adventure and dreaming about traveling and and just interested in knowing, well, what did you do here and how did you do that and what makes this work? So it's really exciting to be able to just share our experiences our opinions, whether they're right or wrong, but just give some advice and, hey, this is what we're doing and this is what's worked for us or not. It's exactly the shoes that we were in when we started. And there's a lot of people out there who are full-time or are already in the mix, I mean, asking those questions because we Mm. are still, you know, still green at some things, still making rookie mistakes sometimes. Oh, Absolutely. Mm. And again, that that is the best part about this cool community of RVers is that everybody's willing to share, give yeah. some advice, give you a suggestion on how to maybe do something differently. So yeah, it was awesome. The live stream was so much fun. If you do want to check out all of those questions, jump on over to our Feel Good Family YouTube channel mm. and you can watch the replay with the live chat that comes up so you can see all of the questions that people were answering during our live stream. So cool. Such a cool technology. 
It is. It's really awesome. And look, I have to say, we're in Tasmania. We are so excited to be in Tasmania. We can't wait to be sharing that awesome Tassie content with you. We had so many questions come in about traveling in Tasmania. And we have been working on something in the background that we are excited. And that is some downloadable itinerary road trip information documents that are going to be available Mm -hmm. for you in line with the episodes that we release during our 10 weeks here in Tassie. So we will have some quick guides that are free that you can jump on our website and download. Love a freebie. Yes. That will have the exact details of the road trip that we have done, where we've stayed, what we've done, the hikes, you know, you name it. Whatever we've done will be in that quick guide. We also have some more comprehensive ebooks available for a small fee that you can download and get the real juice. Okay, we are uh, <laughs> delving into the road trip and the points of interest and the campgrounds and what you must do and see during these legs in Tassie. So all of that will be available on our website. I'm really, really excited about that. Kate. Did mention that we've put them together. <laughs> She's put them together. I, I supplied some photos. Well, look, team effort. <laughs> I tell you what, we have done together, and this will be a free little gift for anybody who does purchase one of those more comprehensive ebooks is an audio book. Now, if you've been to Tassie or you're dreaming about Tassie, or even if you don't know the first thing about Tassie, Tassie is full of good food, good wine, good whiskey, Some of the good beer. best producers in the world. Absolutely. And you can literally drink and eat your way around the state. And so we've oh, yeah. put together a Taste of Tassie audio book that will be a free gift from us, which will be exactly that, how to eat and drink your way around the Apple Isle. Our first how-to guide. Yeah. Awesome. I'm a bit worried about our waistlines and how we're going to look when we are uh, back over on the mainland of Australia. But that's a free gift from us to you if you do purchase one or more of those comprehensive ebooks. So, love lots it. Lots of exciting stuff. Yes, and uh, we are actually in matching attire this morning. Oh yeah, we're in our Tassie uniforms, our Kathmandu hoodies. <laughs> We're not actually sponsored by Kathmandu. No, look, we would love to be. We, that's that's <laughs> yes, not a lie. Yes. We do we do love their gear, so yeah. Their gear is awesome. In fact, that was one of the questions that came up quite a bit for us, and I'm jumping off track here, but we got lots of questions about, you know, well, what do you guys do for ironing? Which makes me giggle because anybody who knows me knows that I don't iron. She's a wrinkly, wrinkly woman. I don't own an iron. I couldn't think of anything worse than having to iron every day. And that was pretty much our life even before we lived in an RV. I was like, (laughs) no way, man. I hate ironing. So we vouch for the Katmandu gear. I mean, Paul is always in a collared shirt, a button-up collared shirt, and they just seem to really wash and wear very well. Mm. I can literally pop them on a hanger or put them out on the line. They dry and then they go on. And he, look, I have to say you look pretty schmick all the time, husband, and we've never had anybody write in and say, you're wrinkly, you need a good iron. We did have uh, a lovely young lady who shall not be named uh, write and comment on YouTube, 
Holy dooly, is it just me or are you definitely punching above your weight, mate? Oh my gosh, that's so funny. Thank you for that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm aware of this and I'm okay with it. Okay with it, you know? It's like one upmanship. I feel like that all the time. Oh my gosh. All right, let's get on with it. Yeah, we should get back on track. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right, the questions. Here we go. I love this. The, the top question, I mean, that is that this question was asked across every platform multiple times was, what is the brand, or style or colour name of Katie's hat that she always wears? This is groundbreaking stuff here, people. This is like the need to know. Do you know, to be fair, <clears throat> Kate could wear any hat. And look great. Kate looks great. There you go. It's my new motto. But you do. You look great in hats. Oh, thank you. I do love hats. I have been known to have a little bit of a hat fetish. So I do like trying a new hat. Mm. Um, The current hat that we're getting lots of inquiries on is a Keringle. Keringle, Keringle, Keringle. That one. That one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is shell in colour, so it's quite a light, um, I guess, sandy, neutral colour. It's funny, isn't it, you know, that in 2022, shell is actually a colour. A colour, yes, mm. yeah. But um, it is a beautiful hat and we have had loads of questions about it. Interestingly, I purchased that hat at the Caravanning Queensland Let's Go Gold Coast show in March last year when we were there presenting uh, through one of the vendors, the hat stalls there. And it's a great hat. 70 bucks set you back. Yeah, which really compared to my other hat, my beautiful Stanton, a green hat that seems now to have found a new owner in Jasper. That is also a beautiful hat and double the price of the Keringle. So, you know, my hats are like ten or fifteen dollars. You do have quite a few of them, though. Mm. Speaking of hat fetishes, right? We should move on to the questions. Gosh, here we go. All right, Kate. Okay, far away. Here we go. How has your setup and pack down routine changed from the beginning until now? And is there something that we always do a certain way just because that's what we've always done? Or is there a better way? And do we go off a checklist? I really like this question because it covers off so much from the beginning of our journey through to now. Yes. Okay. Education will be an even more present and common thread as we continue forward Mm. uh, in our travels and the way we present our content. And that really is around the fact that we realise that there is always something new coming to market. There's always something new to learn. But fundamentally, there are some pretty basic things that will help to keep you safe. Mm. And most of those are attainable through education. Yeah, absolutely. Look, we definitely uh, use a checklist. These days, it's embedded up here. Or nuggy. Yes. And I mean, really, when you think we've been on the road almost two and a half years, Mm. we've had lots of practice of that same routine when it comes to hitching and unhitching. But when we first started, we had a paper copy of that checklist. Laminated. We had one in the glove box, one in the van and a backup. Yeah. I mean, we were anal, if it's fair to say that, around 
making sure that we weren't going to do anything wrong and, you know, it was we, we were possibly a little bit over the top. Well, look, when you think we were totally green, we'd never done this before yeah. and aside from actually towing the vehicles in motion, hitching mm. and unhitching is probably the next most important safety aspect and it's also Definitely. where something, if it's going to go wrong, could go wrong in yeah. this process. So having a checklist is such an important idea. We got our checklist from the towing course that we did, which again is something else that we always say we stand by, go and do a towing course, get your confidence up, learn the tricks of the trade before you set off. Mm -hmm. Our routine has definitely evolved. One thing that hasn't changed though is that we don't ever cross over each other's line of jobs. Mm. So Katie has her set of jobs that she has to cover off and tick off mentally, Mm -hmm. and so do I. And they happen in sync with each other. And so we are right beside each other doing the right or left-hand side or whatever that job is. Uh, One of those things, for instance, is the handbrake on the caravan. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, My job. Yeah, absolutely. And, And certain ways that we do things, they are always regimented. Yep. You know, and the hardest part really around the hitch unhitch is being interrupted when people come over and say, Hey, how are you going? <laughs> Tell us about this. Hey, did you see this? I've got this sort of hitch. Or, and, and that's the only time that we would say you need to really just say, Hey, give me five minutes and I'll come over and we'll have a chat. Or, yeah, look, it is, a, you know, we joke about it, but it does seem <laughs> to be the time when, you know, you can be camped next to your neighbour for a week and the time that they want to come and have a good chat to you is when you're <laughs> hitching up to leave and it happens yeah. all the time. Yeah, so, yeah, I think it's… it's Staying focused. Staying focused, absolutely. Mm. All right. Okay, next one. Okay, we had loads of questions come in on the Hilux, the setup, the tyres, the mm. fuel tank… So many questions from people who are out there currently researching what tow vehicle to get them on the road. Um, We brought it all back down to, are we happy with the Hilux? How does it go towing? You know, what, what are the upgrades that we've done to it? And would we, in a perfect world, rather a different vehicle? So... Okay, uh, the upgrades, and Katie will include anything's... uh, any links that we talk about through this conversation in the show notes Mm. of this podcast and also on the YouTube channel, the Family Travel Podcast channel of today's episode will be in the description. So Mm -hmm. you can have a good reference point there. Uh, Plenty of upgrades to the Hilux, uh, primarily a suspension upgrade, Mm -hmm. the canopy Mm-hmm. Storage solutions through MSA mm-hmm. Gear for Life. Love it. I mean, can you believe that there is actually a company that has a lifetime guarantee around their products to do with camping, caravaning, full driving? It's pretty unheard it is of. Awesome. Do you know what I love about the MSA gear? We mm. digress a little bit. Mm. It's totally changed our experience. Yeah. Not only in how. We organise the back of the truck, but the ease, you know, once Mm. upon a time when we just had the tonneau cover on the back of the Hilux, I would have to get up in the back of the Hilux, Paul would be passing me things up, it would be a game of Tetris to see where we could put things to store things when we were Mm. packing down. 
Now it is just so much easier. Do you know, I think if we include descriptions on a couple of episodes there, the MSA mirrors, Mm. the drop-down slide and draw system. Yep. Great idea. Then you can check all those details out. Yeah. We also got a long-range fuel tank installed on the Hilux, which has mm. been a saviour for us, particularly in the last six months of coming up the middle and then across WA. Do you need a long-range tank? No. You could travel with, say, two extra 20-litre jerry cans, uh, and that would keep you feeling confident that you're not going to find yourself in a situation where you're in the middle of nowhere. Mm. Um, A a good rule of thumb there is even if we're pulling through a town and I've got a half a tank, I fill up. The Hilux comes with, I think, standard 80-litre tank. We took that out, ARB did, and put in a 140-litre long-range tank. So the 80-litre came out Mm -hmm. and the 140 went in. Um. I think that's pretty well mm. it. Look, the vehicle hasn't missed a beat, you know, Toyota, unbreakable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, and for good reason, they, they have such a, a genuine history of getting it right every time and mm. our truck certainly has. Yeah, and uh, I guess on the flip side of that too, if you are somewhere and something does go wrong, guaranteed you'll be able to find a Toyota part yep. to help you out. Or a fan belt from a 76 model still. It's the same one. You know, there's things that are never changed anyways. Would we get a different vehicle? We think we would. I mean, there's a couple of things around this. We would try and reduce our van size by a couple of foot because we realise this far down the track that we could live with less Mm. still. You Mm. know, you can still cull and we would still have the same experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And we... We have only Jasper, so we don't have three kids. We have a, a family bunk, bunky van, and it is awesome. The mm. spa- extra space is awesome. But if you've got extra space, you find something to fill it. Yes, that is so true. Yeah. Uh, and so we would look at that. We would look at a full off-road van. Mm. And, and so, you know, we'll, we'll be discussing that in the next year or so. Yeah. I know Katie's told everyone that she wants to do an off-grid season. What do you think about that? I think this would be an amazing season for us to cover at some point in the future where we try and camp our way around just completely off-grid or at least the majority of the time to really showcase what you can do off-grid and also some of these incredible campsites that are out there and available for us. I I love the idea. I just wondered who you're going to do it with. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, look, minor details, really. We'll figure all of that out as we go, I'm no, look, sure. Uh, we will figure it out. And that is an awesome idea. And the response straight away was, yes, yes, please show us that. You mm-hmm. know, so we'll, we'll we'll look into that a little further. Back to the vehicle, just a heavier vehicle in a lighter van. Yeah. You know, whatever combination that, that is. I mean, God, some of the Ram stuff that's coming out is phenomenal. Uh, you know, there are larger Toyotas in the Land Cruiser range mm. that, that are heavier. Anyway, happy with the Hilux, hasn't missed a beat. Happy with the Windsor after we got through our wiring issues um, back in the start there. We had a, a few aftermarket uh, Things put in around the inverter, the DC to DC charger, solar system, mm-hmm. uh, also the diesel heater, mm-hmm. and that was done as contract work outside of 
the factory inclusions mm. and it was a mess. Yeah, it was and mm. unfortunately had some knock-on effects, but we are we are all good now and, and yep. we do love it. It is our home on wheels. It's our little studio apartment and it's certainly, you know, from an interior point of view, feels like a beautiful, modern, little tiny home. So Amazing how they, they are these days. You, you feel like you're in a, a studio apartment, mm. you know. We feel very... Very fortunate to have a, a beautiful home on wheels, as you say. Absolutely. All right. What tools do we use for planning where we're going and staying and what we want to do and what we want to see? Can I just say one more thing back to the vehicle upgrades? And that would be if you do need to get suspension upgrades to give you a, mm. a larger or a higher towing capacity on your four-wheel drive, and you are getting a new vehicle, get it done pre-registration. Mm. That's currently uh, the legislation in Queensland. Not 100% sure about a national version of this rule, but get things done before you register the vehicle. Mm. Save your headache. Yep. Much easier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the tyres that we have are Goodridge KO2s, and that was after a lot of research and discussion with other campers and people towing large rigs like us. I mean, it's almost a three-ton van Mm -hmm. when it's fully loaded, and our factory tyres out of Toyota lasted just on 40,000, 41,000 kilometres. We're now another 35,000, 36,000 kilometres down the track on the KO2s, and they they look almost the same. I think on Monday I'm getting the, the backs rotated to the front, but they've still got so much tread. Mm. I mean that well, – It's incredible how much life they say they're they'll gonna, give us. They're going to double the life of the previous. So KO2 Goodrich. Awesome. All right, so over to planning. What do we do? What do we use to plan where we want to go and mm-hmm. and what there is in that particular area? And look, we do use a, a lot of different resources. Our first port of call is online, straight onto the internet. I will go straight to the Destination Tourism website, the official page for that region, and have a look at, at what they're putting out there and what there is to see and do. A lot of that is the big touristy stuff. I mean, that is what their role is, mm-hmm. but it'll give you an idea of some of those experiences that you may not want to miss, even hikes and, you know, things like that, natural landmarks that you can go and see. And then from there, we really drill down a little bit. We'll go to the Visitor Information Centre. That's always a great place to start. Have a yarn to the locals. Pick up those little hidden gems, those places that maybe aren't printed in the tourist brochure so that you can get a little bit off the tourist trap and start to meet some of those great characters. Yes, that's it. The the real storytellers of that location. And they will tell you where to get the best meal in town too if you're planning on having a meal out. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, the most unique story or something like that. The goss. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. There are loads of resources out there. I think just get online and and start doing a bit of Googling and then – go from there but definitely talking to locals is a good one okay how do we get through our grumpy days what grumpy days days when we all just need some time out how do we survive living together 24 7 in such a small space look i i think uh, our number one 
suggestion here is to like each other before you roll out of the driveway. <laughs> yes, look, it is important. It will definitely add to your experience if you're in a happy place before yes. you set off. But in, in 17 square metres, <clears throat> excuse me, there isn't a lot of space, but you do get into your routine. There is only one door, you know, to go in and out of. And generally when you walk out of it, you're at a really awesome campsite or mm. campground or location that kind of brings you around pretty quickly, you know. It yeah, if snaps you need you out some air, it. exactly, you can get outside. And what we've noticed is that this lifestyle has turned us from being really indoor people mm-hmm. in, our, in our previous lives when we were, you know, working our corporate jobs to really outdoor people. So the majority of the time we are out, out and about, whether we're off exploring or whether we've got the awning out and Jasper's setting up and playing with his train tracks under the awning. Yeah. We're not in 17 square metres all the time. Look, we're normal we definitely have our our days, our grumpy moments. We definitely <laughs> have those times where we do just need some time out and a little bit of air. So it is normal life. It's just transferred on a smaller scale, which sometimes does feel like it enhances the emotions, almost That's magnifies true. what's mm. going on. But stepping outside the van, you you're almost immediately, okay, all right. We've got this. It's it's fine. We're also very aware of each other's triggers. Yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's moments when Kate will say, don't poke the bear, <laughs> you know, or with Jasper, you know, choose your battles. Yes. And Terry Irwin taught us that, didn't yeah, she? Yeah, absolutely. With Bindi and Robert. It's good advice for any parent. Yep. Choose your battles. Some yeah. of them, not worth it. Yes. <laughs> yes, most definitely. Okie dokie. Here we go. Do we expect there will be a point in time when we'll have a hankering for the normal, I really like this question, the normal, stable, stay put <laughs> lifestyle, especially as Jasper's reaching schooling age? It reminds me of that um, Mel Brooks film. I think it was called Frankenstein. And he goes, where did you get this brain for Frankenstein? He says, it's Abby, Abby someone, Abby normal. <laughs> there you go, just sharing. There you go. Okay, random things from Paul this morning. Um, look, yes, I'm sure there will be a time when we do have that hankering. We don't have that hankering now. We still feel like we're scratching the surface, really. There is still so much of this incredible country that we would love to explore whilst we have this time and this privilege of being able to do so. Mm. So timeframes off the table for us at the moment. We are commencing school on the road with Jasper this year. So good. He's excited about it too. Yesterday we were out on an experience and he was asked about, you know, when are you starting school? And he did a little... Happy dance. little jig. Yes. He was very excited about it. So that's a good start. It is. So look, new... Challenges, new stepping stones, lots of opportunity for growth for all of us this year. So we we would love to keep traveling as as long as we can. At some point we'd love to be able to to take what we're doing here in Australia and travel other countries as well. New Zealand came up in our live stream discussions. Yeah. I, I mean, I'd love to get over to the US and do what you did with your family, Paul, and you travel coast to coast and explore mm-hmm. the best of the, you know, the USA. So 
I think there's lots of travel left in us. I don't think we're ready to even think about settling down yet. No, definitely not. All right. Here we go. Next one. Have we ever had any scary situations at campsites? And do we feel safe when we are free camping or, you know, off grid in in remote places? Look, we personally haven't had anything that has been a genuine threat to us. No. Uh, We have absolutely met, uh, in particular, a couple comes to mind at Lake Argyle and they had camped next to us and had come through Fitzroy Crossing uh, where there is quite a large issue uh, through drug and alcohol abuse, um, not just now but over a long period mm. of time uh, and generationally, I think, in that in that particular town. And uh, they had uh, a few guys trying to break into their van in the middle of the night mm. while they were in it. Uh, I, I couldn't think of anything you know more terrifying mm. in that sort of scenario um fortunately they were they were fine and and there were other campers around as well but you know pretty brazen and i guess that's the the result of some yeah some drug abuse that you know you, you never know what you're in for in those circumstances mm. um it's like you know my mum saying you know nothing really good happens after midnight it's good advice, isn't it? You know, don't go to red light districts. Mm. You know. I think uh, a lot of it comes down to trusting your gut and the feel too. And this was part of our live stream discussion as well. You know, if you're pulling into a, a remote campground and it just doesn't feel okay, then just keep rolling until you get to the next yeah. one and tr- and try that. So, yeah, definitely listening to your gut when you are out in those remote places. But look, almost two and a half years on the road, we mm-hmm. certainly haven't had any issues that would scare us into thinking we don't need to be doing this anymore. I'll jump in here on, on an idea that was given to us. We did a safety segment. We'll mm. put those details in the notes as well. Uh, in between Kununurra and Broome, this was very current content after mm. meeting that couple and driving through those locations. And totally lost where I was going with it. We oh. had lots of advice come in from people. Yes. yes. One of those things, Katie, was on the Toyota and on, on a lot of vehicles is – what people refer to as a panic button and it literally is lock unlock and then a red version that For you the alarm. yeah you mm. can hit and it sets the alarm off in the vehicle and i know sometimes i've bumped it hitching or unhitching <laughs> and it, it is so loud and it does alert everyone around you uh so with your spare set you can put that in your little nook or next to on a little hook where you sleep Mm. just a spare set of keys or that that alarm, and that is a great idea. Yes, that was one of the really fantastic ones we had come in. But that that whole safety segment was great and brought in some excellent comments from people on different systems Mm. that you can have installed in your van as well. So definitely worth checking out if you've got safety and security on your mind. Okie dokie. The only thing that did happen was a guy tried to – get into our van. It was a super hot night. It was Australia Day a couple of years ago. We're on the central coast of New South Wales and there was someone trying to get in the screen door. We had only locked that door because of how hot it was Mm. that night. And it would have been two or three in the morning and he's trying to get in and I just sprung out of bed, 
um, in my birthday suit. And what are you doing, mate? And he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm trying to sleep. What are you, do- what are you doing? What are you breaking in my van? And he's like, oh, I thought it was my van. Yeah. And he had a few too many sherbets and uh, <laughs> come to the wrong van. So that's, you know, very fortunately our only real kind of experience where I thought, oh, hang on. Yeah, look, I think you uh, scared him a wee bit more than <laughs> what he had done to us. But, yes, we have been very fortunate there. Mm. Okie dokie, how are we working around COVID now, given all the high risks around the country mm. with borders open and, and travel available for people? How long are we spending in each place and are, are we affected by those current high risks? Yeah, I think it's it's the same for everyone at the moment where – uh, you know, doing your, your local grocery shop is in effect a risk. Mm. Uh, you know, we, we we all seem to be learning a lot um, of unknowns around this virus at the moment. And, you know, we, we just do our best to absolutely keep ourselves, you know, sanitised and and, and we, we're constant, we're on it. We never drop our guard. Um, if we have a choice between... A crowd or not, we choose not. Um, which I mean, we, we dodge areas if we can because you can literally hitch up and move. Mm. You know, if there if it's a high risk area or a hot spot up to this date. I mean, now it's it feels very much that the band aid's been ripped off. Mm. So we just do our best to stay happy and healthy. Mm. We have um, since we you know had Jasper even before Jasper changed a lot of our lifestyle in regard to how healthy we eat. Mm-hmm. The drinking may be questionable. Well, after this uh, tour of Tassie too, <laughs> oh my goodness, too much cheese and wine. But we do do our best, you know, to really maintain our our, our health around our supplements and, mm. and intake there. So, um, look, you know, you do what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. And and it does come into play a little bit when we're when we're thinking about okay, where to next and what experiences are we going to do? Uh, but we're doing our best to also live our normal life amongst this as I'm sure everybody is around the country. Yeah, we hope your your family is is healthy and and well wherever you are mm. listening to this or watching this. Mm. Okie dokie. How are we funding our travels? This is a great question and actually something that's come up pretty much the whole time we've been on the road. And mm-hmm. there are different YouTube episodes on our Feel Good Family channel that we do discuss details of how we fund our travels around the country. Um, basically, if you don't know our backstory, a very quick version, we planned and saved for a number of years prior to setting off with a goal of having enough funds behind us to not have to worry about our financial situation for two years of travelling because that is what we thought we would do. Of course, that two years has come and gone and we love this lifestyle so much that we are, you know, continuing to travel. What has happened in that time frame is that we have continued to work the online business that we have with our doTERRA essential oils and that was something that we were working prior to leaving and being able to take that with us and have the ability and the flexibility to work online from anywhere is another big bonus of this lifestyle. So that is fantastic for us. And our Feel Good Family channel 
is also starting to reward us for the two years so far of work of bringing content to you each and every week. Yes, uh, and the question specifically really came a lot around, do you make any money from YouTube? Mm. Uh, you know, and I mean, we're, we're coming up on, I think at the time of recording this, around 16,000 subscribers on YouTube, um, which is not huge in the YouTube, you know, scale. But we need a few more zeros on that, Tal. <laughs> yeah, um, but we have a very loyal and high watch time mm. in that if people are watching something that we've produced, they watch it to the end, mm. which is higher. Thank you, than, if that's you. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Which is higher than most channels on YouTube, a lot higher. And so that is now bringing us in a revenue. Probably after about 12 months, we started to see a little trickle of, you know, mm-hmm. $10 a week. You know, I'm kidding you not. And then, you know, after about 18 months, you know, that was like $100 a a week, uh, and now it's paying for our fuel, mm. you know. Which and, is fantastic. And and it is definitely increasing, which is awesome. So um, it's a long game, YouTube, yeah. as far as revenue. Um, basically, people advertise on YouTube, and that doesn't uh, get decided by us mm. who advertises, which is interesting. Uh, but, you know, if people watch ads while they're watching our content, then we get point something of a cent. Yes, and look, the subscriber base also really helps here in that the more subscribers that we do have, YouTube then shares our content out with other people who may not necessarily even know that our content exists. So it all does help. So if you haven't subscribed, please do. We would love you to. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) Subscribe. Come on. Look, we love creating this content. I'm sure you know if you are a podcast listener, you would know how much we absolutely love and get a joy from creating the content Mm. that we do. And we We'd love it to touch as many people as possible. So if you can help us with that, that'd be awesome. Help the algorithms. What's great about an income like this and also with the doTERRA business is that it is passive income. Um, You know, obviously you are working for it, but as long as we have our content on YouTube, then hopefully one day Jasper will have a nice little income stream that just comes in for him. So He'll finally be like, oh, I finally got paid for all those. Good morning, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. How important, this is our lucky last number, how important would it be for partners to know how to hitch, mm-hmm. how to tow, how to change a tyre, how to do all of the things that may not necessarily be a part of their role on the road? How important is that? And we would say extremely. Yeah. You know, even if it's something that you're not doing very often at all, but having the confidence, I think, is the biggest part of this. Planning for the occasion that you hope will never happen, but having the confidence and the knowledge to know that if you find yourself in a situation where you do need to take the reins, that you can, I think Mm -hmm. would just alleviate so much stress. So, yes, very important. Again, we would say go and do a towing course together. If you are a married couple or partners heading off on the road, do that towing course together so that both of you get behind the wheel, you learn those tricks of the trade, you get that confidence. 
look, we had that situation when mm-hmm. Paul broke his ankle. I needed to step into that role of hitching the van and towing the van. And very thankfully, we had done that towing course. And whilst I was super nervous about it, there was something inside of me that said, you've You've got this, you know, mm. you know what to do. Just go through the process. And then it was, you know, literally right at the end of that healing period, three months after initially breaking my ankle, that I snapped it in exactly the same break mm-hmm. again out at Winton. Yes. And uh, so that was another step for you, Katie, where you went, okay, I've, I genuinely do have this, mm. you know. Um, there's a really great saying. I think it is um, – Teach, show, know. It's something like that. And it's, it's this idea where you, you, you get the education through a teacher mm-hmm. and then you show the teacher back and then you do know it. You know, mm-hmm. it's this sort of process of, of, of how to really learn something is to basically teach someone else. Mm. And, then, and then you're off and running. And look, we would just say again, go and do a first aid course together mm-hmm. and then keep your refer- your refreshes up mm-hmm. you know we we have come across uh being full-time travelers and driving a lot um you know some serious accidents on the road yeah. and met people who have had serious things happen so yeah any any edu- education that can help you feel like you've got this mm-hmm. in situations the better yeah absolutely and just expanding yourself is such a great part of this as well. And there's something so rewarding (laughs) about pushing yourself out of your comfort zone and doing something that you didn't think you could do. Now, look, if somebody said to us a couple of years ago, this is what you guys are going to be doing and this is all the things that you will have learnt, I would have said to them, not a chance, no way. I had goosebumps when you said that. It is truly remarkable. We, you know, I I couldn't imagine – some of the steps you've taken outside of your comfort mm. zone, Katie. I constantly feel out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the juice of life. That's yeah. that's where the exciting part of life happens for you, you know. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. So, yes, super important. Go and do it. Get your education and stick together, you know, if you're out traveling mm-hmm. with your partner and your family. That is a big part of it. Yeah. Encourage each other, support each other and just get out there and have an incredible time. You know, the the thing that will always come out of our journey is this uh, quote, you don't need to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. Mm-hmm. You don't need it all. You don't need to have it all. Just, you don't need to know it all because you won't know it all. No, not at all. That's right. And just take a first step. Yeah. If you've got this burning desire to do this and it just is – feels like too much of a risk or you've got all these doubts or, you know, the, the good advice of uh, your family and friends telling you, oh, what are you doing? Why would you throw your career away? Why would you take a year off? You know, why would you do that? Block them out, mm-hmm. take a step, mm-hmm. watch YouTube channels, get inspired, yep. buy a whiteboard, put your plan up, do it. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. Yes. Okay. I think that's it for us on the questions. That is us. As we said at the top, there are – about 50 questions answered on our Feel Good Family channel mm-hmm. if you want to see an expanded version yeah, absolutely. of this discussion. Uh, next week is exciting. We are officially commencing our Tassie Ultimate Road 
trip series itineraries. The work Katie has done to put these together is incredible. <laughs> the quick versions are free. Mm-hmm. If you want to support us and you want to actually get some value out of it for yourself to really plan your trip to this spectacular mm. island state, then have a look at the the full comprehensive itineraries and purchase a few of those and, and get planning. Yes, absolutely. Start that Tassie plan for sure. How exciting. Can't wait to bring you so much beautiful content from Tasmania. It is an incredible, incredible state. All right. I think uh, our little munchkin over there, our little feel-good member has risen So we'll go get him ready for our next adventure today. For now, we'll say dream big, look after yourself, look after your family. And happy trails. 